This is the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. Yeah, it's exciting. Two, one. And welcome everybody to this episode of Coming Home with John Allen. I am your happy host, John Allen. Before we get started with my wonderful guests today, I want to tell you all to remember to go to the episode description. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a podcast platform, you'll see several links or you can click in and support the work that I do. Uh, also, you can click into my audiobook chapter reading subscription. That sounds exciting, doesn't it? It is exciting. Uh, I'm writing a book. I'm putting the chapters up there as I write them. I'm reading them in. You people can listen. Uh, check it out. It's pretty cool. Elizabeth Sturdy. I, I, I love your last name. I do too. Sturdy. You're, she's solid, people. She's Absolutely. sturdy. She's focused. Yeah. She has direction. She has ambition. Am I, I right so far? Uh, yeah. I, I don't want to introduce you. I want you to introduce yourself. I think you're exciting. Yeah, thank but you. Show my, show my viewers and my listeners how exciting you are. What are you all about? Ooh, what am I all about? You're an American about? in Norway. Yeah, I am an That's American a good start. in Norway. Yeah. Which, which direction do you want me to go? Any oh, direction yeah. the spirit yeah. moves you. Any direction. Okay. Um... <laughs> So there's a little bit of background, born and yeah. raised in Oregon, um, and moved with my husband for his master's to North Carolina. Norwegian husband? No. No. American. Uh, See, we now met that right there is a twist already. Absolutely. I didn't marry a Norwegian. I <laughs> uh, didn't move here for that. No. Um, but he got the opportunity to do his PhD at yeah. MTNU in Trondheim. Beautiful and city. And I was already teaching in the U.S., and there were two. What were you, what were you teaching? Uh, first grade. First grade. Okay. Yeah. Challenge. Uh, very, uh, but beautiful challenge. Yeah. Very exciting. Um, so, yeah, we ended up in Trondheim because of his PhD, and I got work at one of the international schools uh, almost right away. So, But those international schools are something else. Mm -hmm. I've, uh, I've had speaking engagements at three different international okay. schools here in Norway, and it is really a different way of approaching education mm -hmm. when compared to the traditional Norwegian schools. Absolutely. Um, there's even a difference if you compare with American schools, mm -hmm. am I right? There's different challenges, but at the same time, things are easier in some ways. Am I right? I, I think international schools are complex and unique. And, yeah. Uh, you have small school problems uh, because yeah. often they're independent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you have a beautiful international community, mm -hmm. parents who really deeply invested in the students' learning. Well, that investment um, part, I think, is mm -hmm. what makes it special uh, yeah. because it is a literal investment. People are paying some decent money mm -hmm. for the kids to go to these schools. And yep. that brings in a different type of parental um, engagement. Absolutely. But at the same time, a different set of expectations mm -hmm. from those parents. Mm -hmm. So it's both more difficult and easier. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So, um, no, continue. Okay. Uh, teaching here at yeah. the international schools in, in Norway. Yep. Um, what led, how, how did that lead you to the work that you're doing mm. now today? Yeah. Good question. Thank yeah. you. Um, I have good questions every once in a while. Every once Very in a while. curious. <laughs> uh, it's a good life skill. Thank um, you. yeah. So I ended up on the school leadership team, um, and became, yeah, was very. I'm, I've always been very self-aware, but was aware that I was becoming more and more interested in spending my time on investing in the adults I was working with. Uh -huh. So I was still working very hard to produce good lessons, uh, help students enjoy learning. Um, but I have 
so many tools to help the six-year-old, the 13-year-old. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to help my 40-year-old colleague who's stuck, whether that's uh-huh. in their teaching practice, in their general health and well-being. Um, so I became more and more interested in that. We talked about mentorship on the school leadership yeah. team, and that led me to pursue reading and then some courses and actually certification in instructional coaching. So did you see a hole in a, 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 a missing, something that was missing in what was offered to teachers yes. when it comes to mentoring? And you had a desire to fill that hole. You saw an opportunity for mm-hmm. your own personal growth. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So that would probably, well, that would lead me to think that international schools, as good as they are, as different as they are, they don't quite, um, you know, we see this in American schools Mm. where teachers are kind of left hanging. Yeah. And I don't want to say anything bad about these international schools, but that same problem uh, uh, is there. Mm. And I think international school, Norwegian school, American public school, very often. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's school (laughs) and often teachers are told. Do it for the students. We're yeah. going to help the students, help yeah. the students. What's best for the students? But What's, what about the teacher? But what in about... order for me as a teacher and as an educator to show up for my students, I have to be supported and yeah. I have to be given individualized support, yes. uh, professional development. Um, I say yeah. it all the time on my show. I say it uh, if I'm coaching somebody. I say yeah. that you have to, uh, you're allowed to be selfish. And Absolutely. I say selfish with a smile. Yeah. Uh, it's just a word that fits. Um, <clears throat> you have to be selfish from time to time. You have to be selfish very often because mm. what you're doing, if you engage in a little bit of introspection and yeah. you work on yourself, you're putting yourself in a stronger position from which you can then do what? Serve help others, mm. so on and so forth. So you got to take care of number one and yeah. you are number one. That might be difficult to get through in a coaching session with an educator. Yeah. Um, and I guess kind of continuing your earlier question is what led me to what is now not instructional coaching business, but a mindset or life mm-hmm. coaching business um, was actually my own burnout um, uh-huh. and my mental health I and really, really struggling and realizing that <clears throat> in order for me to heal, to be happy, to take care of myself so that I could be a good friend, partner, employee, um, that I needed to leave teaching. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a struggle to be a teacher. I was a teacher. That was my first job when I came here to Norway. Yeah. I started off as a teacher and, and, um, I don't know. I was kind of more like uh, 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 Jack Black in School of Rock. That was kind of my style okay. of teaching. That's so I had exciting. a lot. So I had a lot. Of, well, I was I was a music teacher. That's where yeah. I started off. As it kind of spread out to other uh, teaching, uh, other subjects, but it started off as music. So I just was having a lot of fun. Mm. I had a lot of fun, but I saw teachers who had been at the job maybe four years, which isn't really a long time, but they were burnt out like a grizzled veteran. Tired, burnt out, depressed, mm-hmm. frustrated. Um, and there was a, there was a big absence of guidance, mm-hmm. mentoring, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. uh, you could, you could, and, and I know people who specify their coaching for educators, yeah. you know, that's, that's their focal point, mm-hmm. but a general life coach mm-hmm. system, mm-hmm. like what you're doing what is the different? What is the benefits of of having that? It seems like it's more broad. There's less of a focus on that. Whereas, you could coach engineers. A lot of people yeah. do that. A lot of people coach teachers, and that is, you know, that's it. Mm. Why the why the broad generalization? 
in your yeah, coaching? Yeah, well, I just started my coaching business in February, March. Congratulations. Uh, so it's very new. Um, I'm in certification right now. Yeah. So I'm still trying to figure out what is my niche? Mm-hmm. Who is my target audience? Who can I best support mm-hmm. with my skills and experience? Um, and so my current target audience is internationals in Norway mm-hmm. because I've been advertising to anyone and who's been attracted to me is people who know my story. Often I ha- they have a connection to Trondheim or live there. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful and, city. Yeah. I love that. Uh, yeah. We've been there eight years. Uh, it's a beautiful place. Yeah. Um, why was I thinking you were in Norway a lot shorter than eight years? Okay, eight years. Yeah, yeah. no. So I, I yeah. taught for 10 years, three and a half in the States, six and a half wow. here, uh, left teaching. So you're something of a veteran then. I thought you were yeah. a little fresher than that. No, okay. no. Yeah, I've, I we actually was just telling your wife, uh, we became citizens two months ago. So I have to stop you yeah. there. People, she referred to Snoopy. Snoopy exists. See, people don't think I, I she's tease. Lovely. I yeah. tease her so much, yeah. and and she's just this mystical figure online that I talk mm-hmm. about. Um, we have shown her face on a couple of episodes where she sat there, yeah. but very often, in fact, mostly we just show her hands because she's so shy, so okay. she doesn't want to be on camera. Yeah. So people think she doesn't exist, but here's proof. She, she does. She, she, she picked to- me up at the train station. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I had to take that little aside right yeah. there. Okay, so so um, where were we? Terrible host. No, uh, it's okay. <laughs> so we can have a conversation. Uh, I think we were talking about my audience. Uh, Your audience, I'm yeah. Trying to reach. So, so to begin with, have you just kind of, um, I don't want to say approach, but made yourself visible to Americans in Norway, or is it a broader base than I, I've, I've coached one American in Norway. Everyone uh, else, uh, it's actually interesting, is a second, uh, like English isn't their first language. It's other uh, internationals in the Trondheim community or connected to okay. my Trondheim community. So what, kind of, what kind of coaching do those people need? Yeah, well, I think uh, what, I've, what I've been calling myself is a mindset coach. And when yeah. you think about that, it's, um, you could call it life coaching, but it's giving people tools to become more self-aware, build their emotional yeah. intelligence, but really tools to shift out of uh, negative mindsets. Over, yeah. I'm overwhelmed. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in stress. I can't do anything. Woe is me. Um, uh, this over and just overthinking. I don't know what to do next. I don't know how do I want to feel better. Okay, so how can we build your self-awareness, emotional yeah. intelligence, and okay, now I know who I am. I know what I mm. want to do, and I've been empowered by my coach. There's some accountability there uh-huh. to take the next step and be what, what you were talking about earlier: being selfish. Well, no, what do I need yeah. to be healthier, yeah. to be more happy, um, to build daily habits mm. that help me become the person I want new to routines, be? Yes. New routines, absolutely. And and that selfish thing, I want people to understand mm. selfish. And I always put it in quotes, or I Absolutely. say it with a smile. Uh, it's 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 all about just you know what do they say on the airplane? Put your own mask on first before mm. you help uh, the child or the yeah. person sitting next to you. You've got to make sure that you're solid. Uh, otherwise, the help that you give, if you are a service minded person, mm. the help that you go, that you give is going to be substandard, yes. and that can lead into this circle of inadequacy. Yeah. You just feel like, you know, I want to help. I am helping. I'm not helping as good as I can. And you just wrap yourself in this circle of self-doubt. Yeah. That's think, mindset. That's mindset. Yeah. Am I right? If we go back to, to my teaching career. I've done a lot of work, like, um, what, who are my core values? And I think as a teacher, I had this value of achiever. 
of being ah, the best. Every yes. child is going to love math. Every child's <laughs> going to love reading. Every child's going to love me and their uh-huh. parents and my employer and my colleagues. Yeah. And so this people pleaser mm-hmm. uh, really got in the way. But this goal of being the best um, led to some really unhealthy patterns and eventually uh, some serious mental health issues. Um, Can you talk about that a little bit? Because yeah. Some people may listen to that. Uh, now I'm playing the devil's advocate mm-hmm. here. Some people may hear you say that and say, well, what's wrong with striving to be the best? Yeah. How did your desire, possibly a burning desire, because mm-hmm. overachievers, they really feel it. Absolutely. <laughs> this, this desire to be the best. How yeah. did that turn into something that was a detriment to yeah. your work? Yeah. Um, so one of the coaching schools that I've been studying with uh, a program called Positive Intelligence, they talk a lot about, are you making decisions out of love or out of fear? Oh. And so if you want to help all of your students from a place of love mm-hmm. and self-love, that's beautiful. Yeah. But if it becomes, well, I fear that I'm going to fail this student and I fear that my employer or this parent or mm-hmm. this system won't like me or won't think that I'm good enough. Um, and, and just making decisions from a place of fear every day, every minute over time. It's, 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 I get tired just hearing that. I feel the weight. Uh, Yeah. yeah. So I think it's, it's trying to, um, you absolutely can teach from a place of love. And, and I think when we talk about, um, that selfish word again mm-hmm. like i would like to maybe use the word boundaries instead or there needs um yeah. i think uh what is a boundary it's just acknowledging oh i'm a human with needs yeah and yeah. often as a teacher you prioritize the needs of everyone else yes or you're often asked to yeah. prioritize the needs yeah. of everyone else and then no one's asking you are you okay how can I support That's you? That's very interesting that you say. Um, I see that in uh, people who I talk about uh, parenting. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Same idea. Parents, somewhere along the line, parents started thinking that raising children properly means ignoring yourself almost mm. totally. Ignoring your relationship if you're married or, or with a, a partner uh, parenting uh, and ignoring your own personal needs. That yep. doesn't work. It doesn't, well, I mean, you can raise beautiful kids, but what are you doing to yourself? Absolutely. Where are you after 18, yep. 19, 20 years and they move out and now your entire focus in life is gone? Mm. What do you do then? Mm. So um, that happens with teachers. That happens yeah. with people, period. Yeah, I would in say different that's, situations. Just, that's just a human yeah. problem yeah. is whether you have a job as an engineer, yeah. uh, as a teacher, are you still acknowledging that you are also a human and that you're human with needs, whether that's medical, mental, uh, social, <laughs> emotional, relationship. Yeah. And are you trying to make those needs, uh, get those needs met? So um, why, why do we need to coach people on, on these things? Why is this mm. a... Why is this an issue? Why is this something that people... It's almost a, a common syndrome. What happened in society to where there's such a need mm. for coaches who can help people change their mindset so that they live a better life, which then leads them to being able to mm. assist others. That's a big question. That's a long question. Yeah. <laughs> In other words, what's wrong with the world? Yeah. Many, <laughs> many things. Um, yeah, I guess where it my is- brain went when you asked that question was this, this idea earlier when I was talking about my hyperachiever or my yeah. pleaser, those are patterns that I picked up at three, uh-huh. at eight, at nine, at 12. 
Um, and so very often... Should we pause this and bring in your parents? Uh, I'm happy <laughs> so, to uh, talk about parts of that. Um, well, it is true. I talk And I talk about yeah. this a lot in the work I do, mm. trauma, childhood trauma. Absolutely. Uh, and trauma doesn't have to be mean that you witnessed a murder. Trauma can be quite the micro mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. developments, yeah. series of micro developments. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. And I think all humans at some point, definitely in their teenage years, yeah. uh, often earlier, you, oh, how do I protect myself yeah. in this situation? So yeah. you build a pattern as a child, mm -hmm. as an early teen that no longer serves you yeah. when you're 20, 30, 40, right. at, when you're an adult and you and have yet, to unlearn exactly. some of those patterns. And sometimes that requires the help yeah. of a coach, a therapist, mm -hmm. a doctor, um, what can be done to help people understand that coaching therapy and whatnot mm. is okay because it still has yeah. a stigma. Still. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it goes back to this idea of I have needs. Yeah. I am a human with yeah. needs and that's just part of being human. And if I am really stuck in a place of negativity, whatever that is, yeah. um, it's okay to talk to a friend Yeah. or, Maybe to talk to my doctor, get a referral. Mm -hmm. Can I look up a coach or therapist? Um, Elizabeth Sturdy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, sturdy Coaching. Sturdy Coaching. Sturdycoaching.com. It's sturdy-coaching.com. Um, Got to plug your work. Absolutely. At Sturdy Coaching hey, on if, Instagram. if we don't do it here, who's going to do it? It's true. Huh? It's huh? true. Um, <laughs> Sturdycoaching.com. Uh, Sturdy-coaching.com. And on Instagram and it's, Facebook. At Sturdy Coaching. At Sturdy Coaching. Remember yeah. that, people, and check her out and use her. Thank you. Yeah. No, but I, I think, like, when I came here today and I was trying, like, what do I really want to make sure I say yeah. with this opportunity to be on such on your platform? And thank you for coming, by Absolutely. the way. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just to really empower people. No, ask for help. You do not have to be alone. And maybe that's your friend, your Shout partner. it from the rooftops. We uh, need to hear mm, that. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And, and if you recognize that you need more than a friend or your partner yeah. or other people are pointing that out to you that listen, listen. my friends and partners aren't enough to get <laughs> me through this. I need someone with training. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't need to be some sort of tragic loss experience no, that the people around you in your not. immediate sphere can't help you. Mm. Sometimes that's just the way it is. Of course we can lean on them, mm. but they may not have the skills to give us the solution that we need. No. And that's when we should seek the professionals no. like yourself. Yeah. And I've been in and out of therapy for 13 years. Well, let me ask you about yeah. that. Now, you said uh, your, um, what did we call it, hyper productivity? What uh, we call hyper achiever. Um, hyper achiever. Uh, yeah. And you say it started, there's a source mm. from when you were three years old. Can you talk well, about that? I think three was maybe an exaggeration. I think I was pretty happy three at half. three. Um, <laughs> but, but just the idea that we build patterns during okay. childhood. Um, yeah. And I think for me, um, when my parents separated when I was nine, got divorced uh, when I was 12, uh, I was taking care of my little brother. Um, okay. The adults around me don't have their shit together. I have to have my yeah, shit together. Yeah. I need the grades. I need the scholarship. Yeah. Um, I need, um, but with that, um, I found the adults who could help me. Uh -huh. So I found the school Lucky counselor. You. I found the Lucky teacher. Um, so I had this, I think, innate, yeah. I, maybe because of my childhood situation that I can find the adult, the resource, the book, the course yeah. that's going to help me get what I need. Yeah. And if that's not being handed to me on a silver platter, I have the ability to find it. And you know what's beautiful about mm. your story there is that you 
you something was missing in your family dynamic, but yep. you found other sources. I did. You are so fortunate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm writing about this in my mm. book now. Another plug, shameless yeah. plug. Go onto my website or into the description of this episode. Get in on my audiobook subscription. I'm writing about this in mm. that um, my parents didn't divorce until I was 18. Yeah. Uh, but all the years before that was, it was bad. Mm. And I didn't find other adults to give me that guidance. And it turned into a situation where I went away on a college scholarship, totally unprepared because when you have such a chaotic home, there's no space for teaching. Of course I was taught life skills, Mm. uh, much of it through observation, but uh, there's no space for that direct, you know, a child going away, leaving home on a college scholarship should Mm. have a certain level of support, guidance, uh, discussions, coaching from parents. I didn't get that. And it affected the rest of my life. It's Mm. affecting me to this day because I couldn't, uh, I didn't have the skills or the vision to to see or to find other adults to fill those holes. Mm. But it sounds like you had the proper guidance somewhere. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm sorry that you had that experience. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you've gotten some really good support since then. Oh, I I, uh, I couldn't be happier. And, and a lot of it is um, recognized fortune. Some people call it luck, but I call it recognized fortune. Mm-hmm. You've got to have vision Absolutely. to see your opportunities. And I saw my opportunities and, and, and uh, made more than the most of, the, of them. And it yeah. led me to a, a beautiful life that I have today mm-hmm. however i had a lot of unnecessary struggle in my younger years because i was alone mm-hmm. when it came to you know yeah. walking that path but you were able to find yeah. somewhere along the line some adults you know the counselor school yeah. counselor and whatnot no i mean i think i i, I don't want to throw my parents under the bus no, um no. i i did have support um they just i think that emotional intelligence yes. um yeah wasn't there. And And that's what it is very often. It's not Mm. parental neglect. Mm. I mean, it can be. I've seen that working as a police officer. It happens, that parental neglect, but sometimes it's just a lack of education. They Um, don't realize what's happening. They don't see that there's something there to be addressed. Yeah. No. um, But yeah, I mean, I think that that hyperachiever part of me that wanted to get all the good grades and take the class and find the scholarships drove me to the school counselor office in middle school, high school, so it wasn't therapy or counseling per se, no. but there was, are you okay? Conversations. Yeah. Um, and I had people uh, at my church growing up who were really mm. supportive uh, mentors, other females who let me cry and yeah, talk through my yeah, feelings and my yeah. experience as a, as a child who was forced to be an adult, maybe a yeah, bit too early. Yeah. Um, well, thank God for those adults absolutely. who helped you. Um, and yeah. then I think actually in university, when I met my husband, uh, we were dating and I realized, oh, I have some baggage <laughs> that I have not dealt with. And if I want this relationship to work, I need to go see a psychologist, a therapist. Um, but again, I have to yeah. say that is quite insightful yep. because, again, many of us who didn't have that type of guidance from our parents mm we don't come to those realizations, not at that young age, mm, yeah. you know, what's, yeah. uh, 
you're special. Thank you. Uh, I'm very self-aware, which is both a blessing and a curse sometimes. Well, let's talk about how that is a curse. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's let's talk about how. um, Are are you? Do you have any fear of uh, a resurgence or a recurrence of your um, less than healthy focus on achievement and perfection in your work? Because here you are Mm -hmm. in a relatively new country Mm -hmm. with a very new line of work, Mm -hmm. not just a line of work, but it's your own business. And we know, we know own business, that's a beautiful thing, but it's a heavy thing as well. Mm. Can you talk about that? What are you going through these days? No, I I love that question. Uh, And I'm going to jump back in time to this when, when achieving was my core value. Yeah. And then when I went through clinical depression and then as I was leaving teaching PTSD, oh no, no, <laughs> achiever cannot be my number one yeah. life priority, my yeah. core value, who I am. Um, it has to be wellness. Uh, so this is my core value. I bring that into my work. Um, and beautiful. I think going back to that word selfish, like I'm a human with needs. Yeah. I try very hard not to work on the weekends. I try very hard mm-hmm. to work eight-ish hours a day. Yeah. I work out every day. I journal most days. Um, this this idea of wellness and taking care of myself um, is number one, yeah. which is tricky when sure. you're trying to run a new business because I could work 80 hours a week like I used to do when I was teaching. Well, I would but guess there's you a en- firm line. And I would guess that you engage in a lot of introspection, a yes. lot of m- maybe daily, maybe several times mm. daily introspection, self-evaluation yep. to make sure, double check mm. that, you're st- that you're doing this work in a healthy fashion yep. for you. Absolutely. It's so easy to see the effects mm. that you have on clients, but sometimes a little bit harder to see the effects of your work on yourself. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Or at least it's something you have to be ultra yeah, aware of. Yeah, no, I, but again, I think I am very self-aware. Yeah. And what's been tricky, um, if you, I don't know, like learning to listen to my body. Oh. During my 10 years as a teacher, <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I went to work sick or not. Like unless I was really, really sick, you show up. Yeah. You don't want to write lesson plans. Mm-hmm. You don't want to let the kids down. But isn't that one of the beautiful things about mm-hmm. being in Norway where you 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 can be sick and stay away and you you'll can, be fine. But I still but. had that pressure from myself yeah. and maybe also from the system, um, but mostly from myself that I needed to show up. I've been there. And um, <laughs> so now. Took me a long being, time. Took me over 10 years to understand, hey, this is Norway. I'm allowed to be sick. Yeah. You know, I can slow down. Yeah. And nobody's going to yell at me for it. Yeah. But now being self-employed. A little different. Okay. I don't feel good today. What kind of don't feel good today is this? Am mm. I just stressed out about this yeah. new project or this phone call or this this workshop? This conversation, uh, with John this converse- yeah, this <laughs> podcast, um, and and trying to go back to like, okay, I want to be well, I want to take care of myself, but then my other my top two core values, wellness and courage. Mm-hmm. So when I feel that fear, yeah, is is it fear? Am I just scared to be recorded yeah. in a conversation or to try something You're not new? Nervous, are you? A little bit, uh, but Come I feel on. I this is no, fun. It's very cozy, talking. very cozy. And we're talking um, about something that we love. Absolutely. Helping others, self-awareness. Mm. Yeah, we love this stuff. Yeah, but no, I'm still trying to figure out like what does life work balance look like 
as a self-employed person, what does taking care of myself and taking care of my business look like? I'm very, yeah, yeah. I'm on, I'm on that journey, uh, very much at the beginning of that journey. And self-employment is such mm. a scary thing. I mean, it's fun. Yep. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you, you grow from it, but finding that balance at times can be challenging because you have to make money. Yes. I mean, that may not be the end all be all of the, of, of your, of your business, of your reason for being self-employed, mm. but you have to make money. You have a family or you, or your, your household mm. uh, to support. And sometimes that can push you or can it push you into actually working that 10th or 11th hour a little too often at times, not even yet. though not yet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So you, um, you're enjoying this ride so far. Mm, absolutely. Now you're down here. You're down south in mm. this area of uh, of Norway for a seminar. Was it a? No, I'm doing two workshops. Workshops uh, I'm sorry. tomorrow yeah. and Wednesday. T- tell us about that. Yeah. Where, where are they? What's it all about? And how can people get involved if yeah, they want to? Absolutely. Uh, so I offer one to one mindset coaching, um, but then I've also started this fall to offer offer mental fitness workshops. Um, I have a two-hour workshop that I've done Mm -hmm. several times. Um, So the workshop that I'm doing tomorrow is in partnership with Dion uh, at NTNU Jörvik. And so, yeah. uh, It's beautiful up there. I got to do the same workshop uh, at NTNU in Trondheim this last Mm -hmm. week. Um, And so that workshop is looking at um, the saboteurs that I mentioned earlier. Uh What are my top negative thinking patterns Um, How do I get grounded, calm Mm -hmm. down? How do I recognize what I need and pivot into a more positive mindset and looking at different tools to help people do that, which I do in one-to-one coaching, Uh but there's something so magical, especially doing this with PhD students. So nerdy, so engaged, (laughs) so enthusiastic, really analyzing themselves and the people they're talking to. Um, yeah, and just getting people to open up and talk yeah. about what do I need, what am I struggling with, um, where do I often get stuck in the same negative spiral, yeah. and can I name that? Do you find it difficult uh, getting Norwegians to open up and talk about those things? Mm-hmm. Um, well, so far there haven't been many Norwegians, right? No. So when I'm saying uh, these NTNU PhDs, it was 29 internationals, internationals. and one okay. Norwegian came. I see. Uh, well, there so, you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, I think, yeah, I did have a good conversation uh, with him and with everyone else. Just, I think it's about creating a safe environment like you yeah. do here, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. How do you create mm-hmm. uh, that emotional safety or psychological safety yeah. for people to open up? So I begin each workshop by sharing my story. There you go. And it's a mini version, right? Uh, But just this is what I've struggled with. Um, This is what caused my burnout, caused my mental um, issues. And this is how I asked for help. That's got to put people at ease. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And just trying to also create a sense of playfulness. Yeah. Um, yeah. So not, oh, I'm terrible and this is why I'm terrible. (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. I do do that all the time. Well, a little self-irony. I mean, that's good medicine. And it's disarming if you're trying to connect with an individual or a crowd. Yeah. Self-irony. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, So do do you book these workshops yourself? Yeah. Uh, So I, this fall, when I was trying to figure out how do I, right, make money? Uh How do I build my network? How do Mm -hmm. I get my name out there? 
Um, but then I also have 10 years of teaching experience. Yeah, yeah. I have much more to offer the world than one-to-one yeah. -one work. Yeah. I love working with groups, mm -hmm. working the room, yeah. teaching, getting people engaged and talking to each other. Um, so I, I um, actually, a, a PhD, a friend who's a PhD told me about Dion, which is a network uh, in NTNU that supports um, PhD students. Yeah. And they have a mental health month in November. And she's like, you should contact them and yeah. uh, see if they're interested in your workshop. They have. They booked two. So there's an um, example where networking, knowing someone, yes. opened up an opportunity yep. for you. And mm. that is an issue. I talk with uh, a, a lot of people who want to get started in podcasting. Mm. Uh, you, can't, you can't be the kind of person who has tunnel vision on your work. Yeah. You've got to open your eyes mm. and see, find these networking opportunities. Uh, and let's call it, it's, it's, I don't want to call it something so cold as networking, but yeah. making relationships. You've got to have Absolutely. your eyes open and make relationships. And that in turn is going to bring opportunities to mm. you. Um, because as someone who is self-employed, you have your own business. Again, no one's going to do the work for you. No, we have to, we have to go out there and do it ourselves. But imposter syndrome mm. is a thing. Do you find it difficult to book, uh, you know, here you are, you know, it's, it's a, it's a six hour uh, drive from mm. Throneheim. Yep. You're coming to a relatively unfamiliar environment, people who you don't know, yep. and you're going to offer them something that can help them. Mm. Imposter syndrome pop its head up anywhere in that process? Yes and no. Um, Tell me about I it. think, um, if we, if we go back to that, that core value of courage, yeah. right? And, and to me, what courage is, and I love the word courage much more than word confidence, because to me, uh. if I come and do a scary thing, then I feel more confident, right? Uh -huh. and, and so to me, courage is showing up in spite of fear, doing the hard thing, the uncomfortable thing, the new activity, the new adventure. Um, and... So being on a podcast, ooh, I'm, I am a very open, vulnerable, <laughs> friendly, chatty person, but I've never had that recorded or put on YouTube. Really? You've never been on a podcast? No. Well, congratulations. Here you Thank are. Thank you. <laughs> so like, okay. I didn't know that. You, you offered this opportunity to yeah. me. I was like, I would be crazy to say no. This yeah. is such an amazing opportunity yeah. to, to share my story and to empower other people to get the help that they want or need. Um, that's a good point. Um, uncomfortable getting on the microphone mm -hmm. and on the camera, but at the same time realizing that what you say on that microphone and do yeah. in front of that camera can be of help Absolutely. to others. And I think with these courage, yeah, with these workshops, um, especially the first time I do any new activity. Yeah. So actually the workshop I'm doing on Wednesday is a six hour one. So I'm oh, wow. doing, so it's, I'm doing some activities wow. I've never done. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've done them with clients, but I've yeah. never done them with the group. It might <laughs> fail and that will be okay. And I trust enough in my 10 years of teaching experience, yeah. my people skills, my coaching skills, that it will be okay. It won't yeah. be a complete failure. Uh, is there potential for negative feedback? Absolutely. Sure. sure. Um, but that means I get to learn and grow and make it better. Absolutely. And so I do. And Isn't that, is, that's kind of exciting. Mm -hmm. It's very exciting. Um, so I do end every workshop with yeah. a survey for feedback. And mm -hmm. the last workshop I did, yeah, this could have been better, Elizabeth. And so it will be better this week when I do it because that person had the courage to give me that feedback. I tap into that excitement of, of uh, setting foot on, uh, on uh, unfamiliar ground. Mm. Uh, yes, it can go horribly wrong. 
a, a good example is uh, when I'm doing my stand-up comedy. Yeah. Um, I may not even know exactly what I'm going to say. I might have some bullet points about things that I think are kind of funny, and I'll jump into that subject on, on, on the microphone. I don't know how it's going to go. It's terrifying. But what's more, what's bigger than that terror is the excitement of the potential discovery yeah. that I'll make by stepping into that unfamiliar territory. Absolutely. So I would imagine there's that combination of, te- of terror, but excitement mm. in doing these new types of uh, workshops. Yeah. You don't know how it's going to go. You have an idea, but you don't know. And there's a lot of things that can deviate from that ultimate success, but that's exciting. Mm. That's growth. There's growth in there. Absolutely. Am I right? Yeah. yeah? No. So t- tell me a little bit more about the, what, what is the difference? Uh, I don't think I quite got it with the difference between courage and uh, uh, confidence. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of my clients and I think most humans like, oh, I want to be more confident at work, mm-hmm. more confident in this relationship. Um, and it's such a vague, how do you build confidence? Yeah. Um, and to me, it's, well, okay, well, you you have that yeah. hard conversation. You make that phone call. You ask the uncomfortable question. Yeah. You show up on the podcast, <laughs> um, do the workshop. And when you do that over time, mm-hmm. You are cur- you you have the courage to show up in spite of your fear. Oh, your brain learns that you did not die, and I you see. you create this this feedback loop for yourself. Um, same yeah. with skiing or any new sport, right? Any yeah. new outdoor adventure. Um, when you do a hard thing, and you survive, yeah. you might even enjoy it, learn, yeah. grow. Okay, I can do it again. I can do it again. I can do it again. And over time. I think that builds confidence. I see. So um, courage is when you overcome the fear of the unknown. Confidence comes of having done that. I think so. Okay. Yeah. That's that's my take on it. I'm sure there's Write other that down in your dictionaries. Yeah. <laughs> you having fun here? I am. This Isn't is it great? Po- podcasting and I try, I try to get people to I could I could see you were you were a little nervous. Yeah. But I try to get people to relax. It's it's um it's just a conversation and it's about something that my guest is obviously interested in because it's about them, Yeah, you know, and, and I have a genuine curiosity for everything I bring my guests in here to, uh, to, to talk about. Mm. I saw, uh, I think the first place I saw you was on LinkedIn Yeah, and then I saw you, uh, I saw your Facebook profile mm. and it ju- I just knew there was a story there, Absolutely. uh, you being as young as you are and so new at this kind of work. I'm like, I know there's some challenges there. I know she's doing fine or she'll be doing even better, but I know there's some challenges in there. And I think that people grow from both from telling Mm. their challenges, but also they grow from hearing other people's challenges because there's so much similarity. You know, we all lead different lives, but it's in the same world. Mm. So I I believe that there's a lot of similarity in the struggles that people have. Mm. What's your biggest struggle right now? Ooh, yeah, I mean, I think <clears throat> my biggest struggle right now, I have a lot of people skills, right? I have these teaching skills, these yeah. coaching skills. Yeah. Um, that you do. Yeah, but the long-term planning, the financial planning, the taxes, oh. um, <laughs> that's hard. Mm-hmm. I don't know those things. I don't have a background in that. Um, and I like thinking about like, doing hard things, I avoided calling the tax office. I had this question about VAT (laughs) and I just needed to make the phone call Uh and I avoided it for two weeks. And then I called and someone, 
I, I pushed the button nine. This very nice lady explained <laughs> it to me in English. Uh-huh. And it was fine. Yeah. And I yeah. now I better understand that part of how I have to run my business. I have found as I get older that it never pays for me because I, I, I still struggle mm. from time to time with asking those questions. If there's this piece of information that I have to, I don't know what that is, but yeah. something it's, it's, I just, nah, I, I got to just keep pushing this ahead and it never works. It's never better nope. for delaying it. Yep. And then I do what has to be done or, you know, complete the task or I finally ask the question and the answer might be so simple mm. and yet it solves so many problems. And it's like, yeah. why do, why do we wait? Why did I wait to actually tackle this thing? It's, it's a learning process. It's self-coaching. Self-coaching is a daily thing here. Definitely. Yes. You um, have booked this uh, uh, workshop. How many participants this is tomorrow right uh so i have a workshop tomorrow um i guess two weeks ago it was 30 people which is very exciting uh the the groups here down here are smaller um so i have i think 10 or 15 and then 15 or 20 on on a smaller group to travel so far um yeah still worth it Yes. I I mean, they paid me for that travel. Um, so that's good. Okay. That's good. Yeah. And it's just me getting experience and the opportunity to also come down here and see my friend in Oslo. Um, Yeah. yeah. You spending the night there in Oslo? Uh, So I came down on Saturday. Uh, So I spent the weekend with a friend in Oslo. What what part of Oslo? Uh, I don't know. Oslo. (laughs) So there's an address saved in my phone so I can get back there tonight. Uh, And then I'll take the train up to Jervik for the workshop, uh, tomorrow. Yeah. How frightening is it or how comfortable are you? You know, what what are you what mm. are you feeling right now? Because I, I, I picture these workshops as um and, and I don't mean to make you nervous, or maybe yeah. I do maybe I do, but I see I see these words workshops as potentially pivoting moments mm. in your career. Mm-hmm. Am I right? I mean, it is the potential for me to meet, build, right, build my yeah, network, yeah, meet potential yeah. new clients. Um, but I think, again, like I'm I'm showing up to provide you new tools, to hopefully empower you, to ask for the help that you need, yeah. to help you build insight to yourself. Um, so for me, if I show up and do what I've planned, it is a success. Yeah. Whether or not I get any new clients or any referrals or new connections, I will have. I love it. That's um, a healthy outlook. Yeah, and, and I will have gotten feedback. Yeah. So I can grow, improve yes. my workshop. What did they love? What did they not love? Make it better next time. Um, so really a learner's mindset, a beginner's mindset. I went to this like um, networking for entrepreneurs uh, event and there was someone from France that was talking uh-huh. about how um, this idea of being an amateur is yeah. more positive in France versus here okay. from her perspective, okay. being a French woman, being an entrepreneur here. And I loved that. Like, I'm an amateur. I'm a beginner, and that's okay. Yeah. And just leaning into that, leaning into the learning and the opportunity for growth. Um, that's a very healthy outlook. And do I want my workshop to be perfect? Absolutely. Will it be? <laughs> no. No. And I know that. But again, um, the excitement of mm, knowing you're going to learn something. Absolutely. Isn't that cool? Yeah. If we go into it that way, we know mm. this is not going to go perfect, but that means I get to learn yeah. something. Yeah. That's, that's just a beautiful way yeah. of looking at it, I think. But I also know, no matter how good, bad, perfect, wonderful the workshop is, 
that I will have given someone tools to empower themselves and we will have had fun being curious about these strange things that happen in our brain. You say you incorporate a little bit of humor. It's not this serious uh, Mm -hmm. uh, thing. How important is that? I think it's hugely important. I think whether it's a one-to-one conversation like we're having here or coaching uh, or in a workshop just to, again, like when we're learning about ourselves and about mental fitness and what are the negative thought patterns I have, um, personifying it, giving it a name, a cartoon character. Uh, So one of my top um, saboteurs now is hypervigilance. And I I call it Fearful Freddy. And my picture for that is the fear character from the movie, um, oh, with all the little, is it up? No. Mm. I I need this. I need to remember this for my workshop. Uh, yeah, no, but it's it's the movie where they've personified fear, happiness, joy. It's a Pixar okay. film. Anywho, yeah, anywho, just like giving that part of you mm. a, a cartoon character oh. a name, yeah. and oh, hello, feel for Freddy. Personifying, you're sweating and you're nervous and you don't want to go to this podcast, this workshop. Yeah. It's gonna be okay. Yeah, um, and just. Yeah. Well, that's a good tool mm. to get through things, personifying the problem. Yeah. 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 Give it a name. Mm. Give it an image. Yeah. Yeah. I, part of that, I, the, my favorite metaphor in coaching, and I use this in my workshop too, is thinking about our brain as a bus. Okay. So, right, you think that it's just John up here, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever John is or uh, <laughs> or it's just Elizabeth, but really, no, no, no. There are many, many characters on our bus, ah, right? Okay. There's this the negative thought, pad, right? Yeah. So there's my people pleaser, my hyperachiever, yeah. my hypervigilance. Mm-hmm. They're on the bus. They are a part of my brain. They have been since childhood. They're never going to be off of my bus, but I don't want them to drive my mm. bus. Right. They can be there. They can speak up and say this is scary or you should do better or whatever it is. But they don't get to drive my bus anymore. And I've I've really worked on that. And then who do I want to bring on to my bus? Uh Right. The more playful side, the my future self, my inner child, my my and just really giving those Mm -hmm. characters names. Uh, So I tried I do this work with my clients and I've done this work with my coach of personifying that. And then when I'm in a negative spiral. Which character is speaking up? Right. How do I pivot? And I have tools to get grounded. Uh, and then, okay, who do well, I want to drive important. the bus today? That's very important. Mm. That whole thing about recognizing what is, ha- what voice, mm. I don't want this to sound like schizophrenics, but what, what, um, what is it that's manifesting it- yeah. itself? Uh, and where did that come from? Exactly. And having that Again, this whole thing with continuous introspection, it puts you in touch with all that stuff mm-hmm. so that it's easily recognizable. Yep. And when you recognize it, it's a little bit easier to deal with it. Absolutely. Yep. No, and I, when, my, when working with clients and actually the first thing we do in the workshop is like there's an assessment I actually have everybody take. So it's 50 questions uh-huh. uh, and it gives you who are you top three saboteurs. Okay. Uh, and then, OK, now you know that. And can you, as you go through the next week, month, year, get better at, oh, this part of me is speaking. And most of us have a voice that says, you're not good enough, which is fine for one second. Sure, sure. But not fine if it's driving the bus and the only voice we allow to come through. Yeah. Um, Very empowering. Absolutely. uh, To to get get a handle on those things and make them more recognizable. Mm. Uh, because I think a lot of people who 
suffer from stress, uh, depression, you know, uh, all of these less than uplifting mental uh, uh, processes. Mm. Uh, it's because they don't know how to identify it. They just know that something's not right, but they yep. don't know what it is. And no one has taught them how to find out uh, what it is. And then again, no one has taught them how to deal with it once they find out what it is. Mm -hmm. So people just go around in this state of helplessness, yeah. per perceived helplessness. Absolutely. They don't know that they don't have to be helpless yeah. uh, in the face of what they're of what they're struggling with. And that's where good coaches come in. Absolutely. <laughs> and yeah, going back to that, I, what we've been talking about, like, no, you can get help. Yeah. And maybe you don't know what help you need. So you talk to a friend or you find a coach, a therapist, yeah. and you you talk it out. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. what, what's your five-year goal as a coach? This Where is, are you? Who are you in five oh, years? Oh, in five years? Um, yeah. Well, I'm certified. I have, yeah, this is, this is work I need to do and uh -huh. I haven't done yet. Uh -huh. Um, so I'm very much like in the day, the week, the month. Um, yeah. but you know, I would love to have more of an online presence, like take some of this in-person work, build courses, get that online. So it's accessible whether or not I can take YouTube the bus. Channel? Maybe. Yeah. There are some excellent mm -hmm. coaches uh, yep. to be found on YouTube there and they are. put out these, uh, you mm -hmm. know, these weekly 10 minute videos. Yep. And, uh, and then on the back end of that, or what would that be on the front end of that? They mm -hmm. might have a course, an online course. Yeah. And these little 10 minute videos are pushing that course. Yep. Yeah. So building courses, YouTube, mm -hmm. getting my, yeah, what I do in person online so it's more accessible to a wider audience or to people who can't uh, meet in person. Um, do you understand the whole YouTube and Facebook ads thing? Have you been, have you no. used? No. It, it's quite helpful, but <laughs> yeah. it's, it, to, to me, for me, it is impossible to understand the mechanics of. Mm. But those coaches and those course uh, builders who can mm. manage that whole thing with the ads thing because it's it's not a question of how good you are as a coach it's a question of how many people of course you have to be a good coach yeah. but that's not what holds a lot of coaches back what holds a lot of coaches back is the uh the the, the advertising part mm. being seen being heard yeah how do people find out who you are and what yeah. you're offering and very often it boils down to how good one is with these online algorithms yeah. and, and uh, you know I, I i don't understand mm. these algorithm things there's so much crap content out there being seen by millions and then the good stuff is hidden in the forest you're mm. never going to see it and it comes down to these ads yeah Whew. and the ads come down to money you gotta pay Oh. Yeah. No, I haven't done that yet. Uh, everything's organic. Um, I'm meeting my clients through my network. And isn't that the best? I it's what the, it's I what's think. best for now. Um, well, if, if if you can build it, <clears throat> excuse mm. me, if you can build it organically, uh, and you're not dependent on these algorithms, yeah. well, then you know you're going to have uh, better uh, continuity mm. in your income and in your number of contacts and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, and I, I talk about this because. I lost um, almost 8,000 contacts because I got hacked mm. on uh, Facebook and Instagram and lost my accounts. Yeah. Gone. Overnight, literally. 
and you know, I'm, I'm building back up and, and, and some of those people were, were, um, people I actually worked with and had contact with. So, you know, I, I, I got them back, but that online recognition thing, unfortunately is quite important yes. when it comes to growth. And I say, unfortunately, because there's a, to me, there's a certain, I don't know, maybe it's my age. I don't know what it is, but mm. there's a certain distaste to having to navigate through algorithms and yeah. whatnot and pay for Facebook ads and, ah, uh. yeah, no, I, I but love, you, that's not a thing for you now. Well, You're not, I, I love being on Instagram. Um, I love posting pictures of Norwegian nature on my private Instagram. Um, and so then when I started this business this spring, I'm like, okay, I'm going to figure out how to put mental fitness, self-compassion, yeah. How do I get this message out mm -hmm. through a reel, through a carousel post? And I've really just played with it yeah, and I've had yeah. a lot of fun. Have I gotten clients from it yet? No, um, <laughs> but I do have people who thank me um, for mm. that work, for that little reminder yeah. that I matter. My needs are important. And it feels good to get that feedback, um, does it not? Absolutely. And that's the type of feedback mm. that you don't get if you're trying to hack an algorithm. You know, this is the organic mm. thing where you really feel it. Yeah. Um, do you open yourself up to telephone ther uh, therapy by telephone or I'm sorry, coaching by telephone? Uh, so I haven't done phone, but I do do Zoom, Google okay. Meet. Um, yeah. I could mm. do it by phone. I think yeah. there's a lot you miss when you can't see the person's face. Good point. Uh, yeah. So when I'm talking to you, I, I think my coaching on Zoom is just as good as my coaching in person yeah. um, because as long as I can see your face, and I see how you're reacting to this question. What emotions are bubbling up? What's the body language? Yeah. Are you yeah. happy? Are you? Uh, I'm thinking. Um, I guess I'm thinking about that client who may have issues to where they're extremely uncomfortable on video. Yeah. You know, would mm. you would you tell that client that maybe you guys aren't a good match, or would you take it by telephone with no video? Yeah, I guess those people are out there. And I say yeah. that because I've, I've had um, podcast episodes that have had to be, you know, this is also a video mm. podcast and it hasn't worked out for some people. They just cannot handle being, they don't want to be on camera. Right. And by extrapolation, I'm thinking, yeah, that's probably something that happens a lot in coaching. I haven't had that issue no. yet. Um, no. I think if someone wanted to meet on phone, I'd probably say let's meet by phone once or twice mm. and then reevaluate. Um, That's a good because answer. I think yeah. there is so much value in us being able to see sure, each sure. other's facial expressions. How am I responding sure, with yeah. my body, with my face to yeah. what you're going through? Um, yeah, for me, the ultimate is, is uh, you know, for my podcast, for example, some mm -hmm. of them I do by video yeah. because of time and distance. Uh, but my absolute favorite episodes are when someone is sitting right yeah. here. You know, you've got the, 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 the eye contact, mm -hmm. the body language, the hand gestures and whatnot. And, more connection, the better. Absolutely. Same thing with coaching. Mm. What is, what are your thoughts about Norway? What do you think of this crazy place we live? I love it. And you've been I, here how long again? Uh, eight, so we've eight? been here eight years eight in years. January. Yeah. So almost eight years. Yeah. And you love it? It's all roses. Uh, no, not all roses. <laughs> um, I actually, um, I listened to this morning while I was getting ready to your episode with the uh, Matthew Goodhart. Ah, Matthew Goodhart. Uh, Hello, Matthew, if you're I, watching. Absolutely. I, I echo what he was saying yeah. about amazing healthcare system compared to the U.S. in yeah. many ways. Like, if yeah. I break my leg, no problem. Yeah. Not going to break the bank. If nine, I Nine shoulder surgeries? Yeah. No problem. They wow. got me covered. 
Yeah. Um, but if but. you need mental health support, um, and I went through the system twice um, with my doctor trying to get referred, but I'm not bad enough. Yeah. So unless you are an extremely high level of depression, yeah. potential suicide, yeah. and even I've had friends who have been suicidal, mm-hmm. they've gotten put on a wait list. How about that? And I just, my heart breaks and I, it's so, I get goosebumps you, thinking about it. You weren't suicidal, um, were you? No. You were just no. going through about a de- yeah. bout of uh, depression. No. So I, I had clinical depression and um, I actually ended up seeing a therapist in the U.S. because that's how I found someone. You went home. Uh, no, like virtually. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I've met virtually with a therapist in the U.S. So that's out of pocket expense. Out then. of pocket. Yeah. Um, and for me, from a place of privilege, I've been able to afford that. Um, and shout out to Matthew and his work. Um, yeah. But I think so tragic that you get the courage to go to your doctor yeah. to say, I'm not okay, I need help. Because that's huge to make that appointment. And then to be told you're not bad enough or your doctor believes you, goes to the trouble of putting you through the system because my doctor did desperately want me to get help, but the system told her no. And so then my only option was either to pay out of pocket to someone privately in Trondheim, but then not a native English speaker. And, That's important. That is and, so important. And um, often, even if I'm willing to pay the 1,200 <sighs> kroners per session, mm-hmm. they have a wait list. Oh. And Still if you're list. not happy and you've gotten to a space where you really want help, really important that you get help as soon as possible. Um, So I think the work that Matthew does is really important. Uh, I haven't worked with him. I didn't discover him till later. On the video, Um, on the video, I'm actually going to link, there's going to be a pop-up link to my discussion with Matthew Goodhart. It was a great discussion. And I know that the work that Matthew does Mm. can be of enormous help to uh, uh, specifically Americans Mm. living in Norway. Uh, So people need to check out Matthew Goodhart. He's doing some good work out there. Um, and I also just have to give a shout out to what the system that I found, which is mm-hmm. betterhelp.com. Um, betterhelp.com. It's an American uh, therapist, psychologist, uh, online platform. I think they're the biggest in the world now. And if you oh. have a credit card, yeah. you can get help tomorrow. No matter where you are in the no world, where tomorrow. Yeah. Interesting. Um, reasonable prices? Very reasonable yeah. prices, which there's pros and cons to that. Varying yeah. levels of certification, yes. varying levels of compensation for the people on the other end. I see. Um, but throughout but my time there. here, when I've gotten to a place where like, oh, I need therapy again. Yeah. I'm stuck. I can go there. Yeah. On the flip side, uh, I also have figured out where, oh, I'm stuck and I need a coach. Uh-huh. I don't yeah. need to look back on my trauma or a this. A good coach has a coach. Absolutely. I just want to say that. Absolutely. Because you don't know it all and you're mm-hmm. going to meet roadblocks and you will need assistance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you, uh, where do you go for coaching? Do you want to give anyone a shout out? Um, I have a coach um, Yeah, I, that I met through a course. Her name is Oslem. Um but yeah, I, I don't know if she is really accepting. I, no, I met no. her through yeah. my, my coaching school. Uh, I made a big yeah. mistake yeah. One, uh, after one episode. I won't mm. say who it is, uh, but they, they mentioned someone else yeah. and me thinking that I was helping them out, right. put their, their name yeah. in the description of that episode. 
I got a phone call about oh, a week no. later. Please remove that. People are bombarding me and I'm okay. not set up. Yeah. yeah. So we we want to be careful about who we Yeah. Who we no, my, my, my coach is wonderful, <laughs> but I think she, I connected with her in a course. We had a really good connection um, and it's actually a part of my coaching certification. I have to be coached once a month. Um, ah, good, that, good, that's a requirement good. for the program that you're, and it's by someone good. who is highly certified, has 20 plus years of experience. T- tell me the name of your uh, certification co- uh, yeah, course. Yeah, so again. I took the coactive training this spring and coactive, um, I think it's coactive coaching institute or training institute, CTI, coactive training institute. CTI. Um, yeah, and they're yeah. in theory, the gold standard in coaching. They're one of the yeah. biggest coaching schools in the world. And so I did that training, a hundred hours of training this spring, and then I'm now in their certification process, which is six months. Um, and all and part of that is being coached by another once coach. a month. I I'm coached uh, every it. other week. I meet with a triad, so two ah, other coaches, and we take turns coaching each other. Yeah, we have yeah, class yeah. the other week. Lots of reading and homework. Um, yeah. So really building my skills, my stamina, and getting so much feedback. Oh, it's beautiful. I huh? have to submit recordings of me coaching okay. to my, actually, I have a supervisor. Um, so a little bit like student teaching back in the day. Um, <laughs> Send them this podcast. Yeah. Um, and just, no, really, it's been really good to get his feedback. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. That's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, a good coach, and it doesn't matter what kind of coach you are. Mm. You could be a fitness coach, coach a strength coach, a life coach, whatever. Mm. A good coach will have a coach in their life as well. Absolutely. Yep. Um, okay, we were, ta- we were talking about your uh, experience here in Norway, what yes. you think of it. Now, you think it's a good place. I it's do. not all roses. No. Um, tell me uh, your biggest challenge about uh, not, and not about your your business but mm-hmm. about living in Norway my biggest challenge living yeah. in Norway maybe if you go back to when you first came here maybe it was yeah. something you needed to really maybe it was an eye opener adjustment wise maybe it was uh, you know, I don't know. Was it the language? Was it? You I, know? I, I think I've told you my biggest challenge. It really yeah. was like going to my doctor saying I need help. Like the school system not supporting me. So it was and that. my doctor, the, 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 the medical system not yeah. supporting me. And what's um, more important than our health? So, of course, I yeah. Pro- yeah. So that, that was really yeah. hard to not find the resources and support I needed at work or in the medical mm-hmm. system. Okay. I have to advocate for myself. Yeah. And thankfully I had the ability to do that and the yeah. finances to fund that. Um, yeah. Not everyone's there, which is really frustrating and yeah. unfortunate. Um, but yeah, I, that we was. do struggle. I see some of us who are, you know, doing quite well, doing mm-hmm. some adventurous things, but Oh my God, some of us are really struggling and it's so sad. Mm. Um, some of us, uh, when I say us, I'm talking about Americans in Norway yeah. are very isolated. Yeah. They haven't broken through that Norwegian social wall. Mm-hmm. They're having trouble finding friends, uh, isolated, haven't learned the language. So there's this whole myriad of problems yeah. out there. You know, there's a lot of good and a lot of positive, but there's a lot of problems as well. Mm-hmm. And again, that's why I think having you on my program, yeah. talking about what you can offer, mm. I think it can be of great help to a lot of people out there. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think. Moving here, uh, being an international in Norway can be tricky. 
I think in be. Tron time, it's a big enough community. And I, I worked <laughs> at the international school. My husband was at the university. So we have a really big international network. Yeah. So I have what I call my international family. Yeah. Like I have a friend family that's pretty solid. Um, and I think when I moved here, I knew I was going to have to do the work. I was yeah. going to have to plan the party, uh, uh, invite people over for dinner. Um, and You invest. saw that aspect of... I, yeah. The closed off Norwegian uh, friend circles yeah. in society. But here. also, I think when you move to a new place, mm-hmm. like friendships don't fall into your lap. You do have you, a responsibility. Uh, you have the responsibility yeah. to to be the good friend, to be a good yeah. host, to and maybe it's not at your house, but like let's go out for coffee, let's go out mm-hmm. for dinner. Um, and again, just that that self advocacy. What yeah. do I need? Okay, I'm lonely. Yeah. What am I going to do about that? Mm-hmm. Um, and really owning that. I think also in the winter, really owning uh, that I need to exercise. That I need to, like, I, I love cross-country skiing. Oh, I learned to yes. embrace that. It yeah. took time, many tears. Um, but I'm pretty good at it now. Um, and that really helps in the winter. Um, I've never felt that heavy long mm. dark norwegian winter of course it is long and dark but yep. it's never been a burden to me i love it mm. uh especially when we were living up north we have our other home way up in in finnmark and when we when we lived up there uh you know the the, the six months of darkness and people think oh my god six months with darkness but in that darkness is so much light mm. the, the, there's nothing like the full moon yeah on those arctic alpine mountains you know uh, there's nothing like the northern lights mm. up there, you know. So, so I, I just, I never. Yeah. Norwegian winter is not a heavy burden. But I, I, I to love me. what you said just about appreciating the moon. And I think oh, part God, of I love it. part of being, I don't know, a healthy person, being yeah. a mentally fit person, is finding beauty, finding <sighs> awe and wonder. I count myself as yeah. fortunate as one who mm. does seek the beauty yeah. and the satisfaction in all things, all mm. situations, all people, regardless of whether or not I'm faced with positivity in return. I, 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 I really work at that. And yeah. I think that's a key to my um, current happiness yeah. is that I've been successful in reminding myself of that mm-hmm. constantly. Find the beauty in this. Yeah, it sucks, but there's also beauty there. Find it. Yeah. Get to work, John. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Mm. Um, tell me something that I haven't asked you that you wish I would have. Tell me how horrible of a host I am. Ooh, uh, <laughs> well, I, I don't think you? you're horrible. Uh, I'm just looking at my notes. I think, yeah. She came with notes, people. I, I she's, did, she's... I did. No, I, yeah, this has been a joy. I, I love your curiosity and your questions. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, I'm definitely a curious person. It's mm. what it's what drives uh, uh, my podcast mm. uh, at the moment. Uh, it started off as this search for a new um, inspiration. Yeah. I had lost my son <clears throat> to a heroin overdose, and my beautiful wife, Snoopy, who exists, she does, <laughs> uh, told me to to find find something to stimulate my curiosity again, yeah. find something to find new inspiration and motivation, and it was doing this show because I get to talk to people like you. Yeah. It has been incredibly giving, uh, you know, uh, Recording after recording for the last two and a half years. Good Lord, I have a, I have 190, I think I've released 195 episodes, mm. but I have 200 in the box now. You're number 200, actually. Okay. And that's 200 conversations that have lifted me up. Yeah. So 
what can I say? I'm quite the fortunate guy and I thank you for being part of my fortune because you are. Thank you so much for being here. Um, Tell us again, uh, as we wind this up, where Mm. can people reach you? Where's the best place for them to reach you? Yeah. uh, So sturdy-coaching.com. You have all my social medias are linked there. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, That's the easiest um, spot. Perfect. Perfect. Is there is there something there where people can contact you directly if they want to yes. book you for a for a seminar for a workshop? Yeah, uh, uh, I think it's the third or fourth tab over. It says my services, and you can directly get a link to my calendar. Um, if you're interested in coaching, you can go into Calendly, find a half hour where we're both available. We can meet in person if you're in Tron time or online if you're anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also the same link to book workshops um, to set up a collaborative conversation. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Websites are powerful, aren't they? They are. <laughs> it's the gateway into us. Uh, let me ask you, I'd like to ask you two things, two favors. Okay. okay? I yeah. put people to work when they come mm-hmm. here. Uh, first, I'm going to say uh, three words. And I'd like you to complete the sentence. Okay. Okay. Elizabeth Sturdy is. I am someone who is doing their best to give themselves self-compassion and help others find that same compassion and the tools they need to, um, yeah, live a life with more mental clarity, more courage, um, so they can make empowered decisions from a place of love and and not fear really owning who's driving the bus in their life. I love it. Oh. I love it. That's Elizabeth Sturdy. The second thing I like to ask you to do, if you would please, mm. uh, like I said, I, I I have you here because you you uh, I'm curious about you. Yeah. I think your life and the work that you do is quite inspiring to me. It motivates me, and I think I can learn things from you. Mm. Uh, and peripherally, I think that that can apply to a lot of people out there who are watching us right now. Can you say something into that camera right there? to everybody watching that you think can give them a little bit more solid ground upon which to walk through this thing that we call life. Is there something you can say that can lift them up a little bit? Go ahead, please. Yeah. I just empower you. I, I, I hope that from this conversation you learn the power of giving yourself self-compassion, of being in touch with who am I, what do I need, and that that's not selfish. That's just a part of being a healthy human and is what I need a good chat with a friend, is what I need a therapist, a coach. Maybe I'm not sure. Really, I want to empower you that you do not have to be alone. Um, You can find the resources, the tools, the other beautiful humans that are out here in the world uh, to help you on your journey. I love it. Isn't there a lot of beauty in the world? Mm. You you watch TV or you you look on social media and you hear about all the ugliness out there and Mm. it's out there. But I'm a believer in that there is more beauty than, than, than ugliness in the world. And if you don't think that that's true, then I think that you as a human have a responsibility to go out there and, and as I do, seek the beauty. Yeah. You know, it's, it is out there. Mm. 
Elizabeth Sturdy, thank you so much for gracing my studio. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. Wasn't thank that you bad, was it? You were no. nervous. I saw it. it you was were nervous. Great. It was great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for doing the work that you do. It's important work. Thank you. Everybody out there watching and listening, I want you to go out there, as I always ask you to do, go out there and love mm -hmm. and be loved and enjoy the process. Okay? Take care. Bye now. <laughs>